Thank you for listening to the Words and Nerds podcast. I'm your host, Danny V. From all of us in the writing community, we just think you're amazing because you put your heart and soul into everything you talk about on this amazing show. The podcast has over 35,000 listeners every month. I love coming on your show and I love talking about it. Oh my God, I finally get to speak about it. Talk about all the things that I've been living with by myself for so long. I mean, you provide that opportunity to so many of us and, you know, always are an amazing host. We chat about books, the writing process and how literature has the power to change the world. But most of all, we have real conversations and we have a laugh. I'm Uh. feeling sick. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks for being here and sharing the journey. I kept going on Twitter to go on my feed and all I saw was my own face. (laughs) (laughs) That's always a bit jarring. We're live now and we should be seeing your face all day today, Danuka, because it's a very special book birthday for The Torrent. Thank you, everyone, for joining us tonight, uh, for listening, tuning in live to the Words and Nerds podcast live stream. I've got all of the wonderful books up here as well, strategically placed. (laughs) (laughs) We've got a wild panel tonight, so we're going to, I'm going to throw to everyone because I know everyone's got so many questions and Danuka's looking so glamorous and so beautiful, so we're so lucky to have you here. So we're really excited about your debut novel, The Torrent. I'm so excited. Now, before we get started, Danuka, you wanted to do an acknowledgement to country. Oh, yes. So, uh, yeah, so I just want to start by acknowledging uh, lands on which I'm coming from, which is um, the um, traditional lands of the Darwell people. Um, I wrote this novel, I conceived of it and wrote the entire novel on Darwell land. So I just want to pay my respects to uh, elders past, present and emerging and extend that respect to all First Nations people and, um, you know, the um, traditional owners of all the countries that we're all sort of coming here today and watching through. So, yes, and hello, everyone. Very special. Thank you. Now, if anyone is watching this, and I know there are a lot of people, a lot of people said so they're coming tonight, so I hope you've got your snacks, everyone, and whatever <laughs> beverage you decide to be drinking. Uh, mine's a secret. It's in a mug, see? <laughs> So is Rob. Rob's onto it. <laughs> um, but if you do have any questions or comments or you'd just like to say hello, please do so and I'll try and read as many as I can throughout the live stream. But I want to kick off, Danuka, by asking how you're feeling. The book's out in the world. You have all these book events coming out. You were saying today that um, you saw your face all over social media, which was lovely. I loved seeing your face all down social media. Um, and we have also our in-depth discussion um, with the Bad Crime Sydney Writers Festival on Thursday, the 24th of Feb. So get on to that. We'll be having a very different discussion to the one that we're having tonight. But how are you feeling about your book baby being out in the world? Yeah, um, absolutely kind of overwhelmed because um, you sort of, you know, that whole publicity stream, you're sort of like, okay, I'm going to do that event and that event and that event. And then you suddenly kind of, you're in that kind of mindset and suddenly, like, oh, it's launch day. And, you know, you're worried about freaking Instagram tiles and actually it's launch day. You know? <laughs> it's, it's like, wow. And, and yeah, and just there's just this enormous kind of extraordinary amount of messages that came through and, oh, my God, thank you. Um, and so what I was saying before was this just I just absolutely spammed um, uh, Twitter today with all these thank you messages and every time I looked at my feed it was just my face so it was yeah it was very <laughs> awkward uh, but thank you it was just incredible just the amount of support I've gotten and um, I abs- this this could not be a thing uh, even today I mean just the support like today with you Danny and everyone here um, just yeah th- this would not be a thing if it wasn't for the book community so. 
And of course, you can see these very special guests who are going to form our panel tonight. We have RWR McDonald looking splendid as usual, author of The Nancys and Nancy Business. How are you, uh, Rob? And where's your cat? Where's Harry? So um, thanks, Danny. Uh, Harry's <laughs> locked outside at the moment um, because if he was inside, he'd want to go outside and, oh, or else he would attack my feet at some random point. I miss my mate, talking Harry. to you also, yeah. <laughs> But welcome, thank you for joining us. And we also have Ben Hobson, author of To Become a Whale and Snake Island and host with the most for Burgers, Beers, Books podcast. Mm. Hi, everybody. Hi, everybody. Thank you for having me. It's an honour to be here for you, Danuka and Danny and Craig and Rob. I'm just very excited to talk to Danuka about her book. Yep, as are we. And also we have crime critic and author of Southern Cross Crime, the lovely Craig Sisterson. How are you, buddy? Good day, Danny. Thanks so much for including me. It's a sunny morning here in London, but it's lovely to be connected back at home down under and to celebrate this absolutely wonderful book, which I must, I might perhaps be the luckiest person in the UK because I have a copy. <laughs> absolutely. Now the comments are going nuts already. So just quickly, um, we've got Ray, congratulations. Warren, Shelley, Sal saying they're so excited for you. Lachlan, Lisa Kenway saying you're looking glamorous. I told you. Um, Fortnite says true. Paul, congrats. Hello, congrats. Lots of smiley faces, lots of clapping. Happy launch day. Everyone is super excited, looking gorgeous, so excited. Um, your release day, your book is brilliant. And the comments go on and on. And someone said, what a lineup. Thanks, Flex and Herds. So happy launch day. Everyone's super excited. And someone named Ross said, good evening, Rob. Oh, hi, Ross. Good evening to Rob. Oh. Good evening. Here, Rob. While you're getting singled out, I might throw to you for our first question. Sure. Um, thank you very much. And congratulations again, Danuka. It's such a solid um, book in terms of, you know, I can't believe it's your debut. You've just, it's so well written. And, and one of the things I wanted to ask you was around uh, the excellent job you do of nailing Kate's job at uh, the main character who's a police detective sergeant so everything from the hierarchies within the organization police procedures how did you prepare and research for this have you you know were you a policeman uh, police woman police person uh, in a previous career or uh, no, I wasn't, but uh, so I am very lucky that the family has a lot of police people in the family or ex-police people, I should say. So uh, uh, my husband was an ex-copper and uh, his, his dad was an ex-cop and we have a very, uh, very good family friend who was an ex-cop and is now a criminal barrister. And he was the person who basically gave me very, very, you know, his, his time sort of very generously to actually read the manuscript completely and and, um, and he, he basically gave me all the notes in terms of, you know, exactly as you said, sort of their titles, the hierarchy, you know, would a team in, in that kind of regional town, how many people would make up that team, you know, sort of all, like the offences, you know, like the actual terminology for the offences, all of that, he, he went through that. So all remaining mistakes and bending of facts are 
down to me <laughs> but the, basically yeah no I was very very lucky so he was he did that and also and then um the other uh sort of uh police sort of contact is my neighbor is a police officer so I had him on text where I you know I had random questions and so I would just text him and he would text me back um and just while I was writing and just something would come up um and I'll just text him and he'd go uh yeah no that may happen or whatever or I would run a scenario past him and he'd go yeah that that sounds about right so yeah so and, and has your neighbour read it? And um, I, I, it was, it was lovely. So I, when I got the copies, you know, when HarperCollins gave me the box of, you know, my copies, I, I did a dedication. I put a bottle of wine and I took it over to you. Oh. Yes. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah. Text, no, no, no. And I said, yeah, to, to, just to text, come pick it up. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> That's right. Brilliant. Yeah. Love it. We've got the lots of comments here. I'm oh, sorry, I won't be able to read them all out, but I need to read out. Our mate Adrian Beckson, he says, on your Danuka, can't wait to read it. And he said, RWR looking glamorous too. What is it with Rob? Everyone oh, fangirling over Rob. I don't um, it's, having a, it's, it's having the collared shirt and he's got the Next time, He's showing it off. Next time we'll get a mention, Ben and Craig. Don't worry about it. I'm going to have to do a few press-ups before I go online. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm just going to eat chocolate. I don't think that works. Um, Anna Featherstone says, woohoo, dazzling debut. Uh, amazing, so exciting, and everyone's very proud and happy with you. Epic. Uh, big congrats. And it goes on and on. And, and oh, and Ashley Collegian Blunt says, Rob is looking glamorous. We're going to have <laughs> Rob laughing. <laughs> I'm just gonna. Um, I don't know. I'll just hide like that. How's that? Oh, Hold, that Holden's good. chimed in. Holden's chimed in and said, "Ben, looking sharp, bro." Thank you. <laughs> yes. Finally, there you go. Love you, Our friend Thank Catherine Kovacic is also watching. So we've got lots of friends and lots of supportive people and lots of readers and lots of book lovers online. So. Thank you so much to all of you for um, for coming in. And Maya Linnell says, I'm stalking the postie for this one, Danuka. So everyone's super excited. So it's I so think, great. Can I, can I say really the book community, right? Yeah, well, I just want to say really quickly, like Danuka is probably the nicest writer in history. Is that just me who thinks that? Like, I think I probably speak for the whole writing community. Like, it's so lovely that this, the the nicest person in the world is getting a whole launch and the whole her book's coming out. So I think that's where you get a lot of fans because you're so absolutely cool. and so Dunky, you've been so supportive and so involved, and yet you, you've produced the goods as well. So you know you're like the unicorn. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, but uh, but I'm gonna say right right back at you. I mean, I don't think anyone in this this particular grid is not supportive. You know, sort of. I have absolutely benefited from all of you guys in terms of support right back to me. So, um, you know, like I sort of that that is what the writing community does, and I I just follow along. You know, because um, I don't think I've really met anyone in the writing community that's not willing to help and that's not willing mm. to sort of hold that door open for other people. And I've just you know I've just been able to kind of benefit from that as 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 do I think most aspiring writers who sort of are willing to get involved with the writing community they'll just find they're just so open and so incredible so yeah so I have absolutely benefited as much as you know given back so yeah you're totally right and last night when I was talking to Michael Tran about his book we just said imagine if the world was like the book community wouldn't it be like a much better world so we decided that we might all just go to Mars and leave everyone else behind so yeah. Yes. That will be the next live stream. Um, it will be our queen. 
<laughs> Heading over to you, Hobbo. What do you got for us there? Hobbo, yes. Um, well, I was talking about the writing community, talking about being a writer, Danuka. I'm, I'm really interested in what made you choose to pick up a pen in the first place? Like, what was the main inspiration for you to actually start on your writing journey? What was that spark? Um, yeah, absolutely. I don't think it was a spark so much. I mean, I had no ambitions for writing. So in terms of creative writing, obviously I do a lot of writing for my professional um, work, but not for creative writing. I, I never had any ambitions for that. Um, so writing for me was something that happened when I was in the midst of sort of uh, parenthood with, with young kids and, you know, it was incredibly an overwhelming period, you know, you know, in my life, and I think, you know, happens to a lot of women, um, and, you know, where it feels like everyone wants a piece of you, you know, <laughs> and, and you're really trying to navigate that sort of work life and, 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 and family life and trying to, you know, you, you feel like you're getting pulled by either end and not doing a particular job, a particularly good job on either end, and um, you're just trying to navigate that. And in that most overwhelming period, I felt like I needed to carve something out for myself that did not relate to me being a mother, me being a wife, me being, you know, an employee, me being, you know, whatever. So I just needed something for myself um, that had absolutely no relation to anything else. And so um, in terms of what why it was um, writing, I think that relates to my love of reading so you know of all the sort of creative pursuits I could have done you know like I'm not a musician I'm not a certainly not a sportsman <laughs> and so you know I think what was left was uh, you know I've always been a lifelong reader so I think then that became sort of that next step in terms of okay well I'll just start writing um, and it was it was a pursuit entirely for myself there was no ambition to get it published in fact if you go into my laptop you will see a little folder that says self-publishing where I've done my own covers because I fully entered like, you know, there was absolutely no ambition for it to go anywhere um, apart from obviously when the ego starts talking, you go, oh, maybe it's okay. And, you know, you start kind of pursuing <laughs> it. But, um, yeah, that that's kind of, that's, what I it, guess, the spark, What did it feel yeah. like though, like those first words that came out, like did you feel instantly like this is my thing now? Like the first paragraph, did it feel good straight away or did it take some work? It definitely took some work. I would say, you know, I didn't know if it was good or not. You know, I mean, I, like I had nothing to compare it with. You know, like I, I had no reference point in terms of, you know, like, yeah. So at that point I I, had, I was absolutely not part of the writing community. And, uh, you know, as we discussed in, in sort of the podcast, Ben, you know, like I didn't know anyone. I didn't know sort of you know, writer centres existed. I didn't know kind of writing books existed where you could read a book and work out how to write a book, you know. Uh, so I didn't know any of that existed, right? So for me it was um, I definitely had ideas and I just wanted to sort of whatever that idea was, I just wanted to get that chapter down. So, you know, and, and it was uh, it was afterwards with feedback and, you know, a lot of feedback that it went, well, actually, you know, just just I think as we were discussing, it was um, you know telling yourself the story. It wasn't actually needed in the story. <laughs> you know, it's a lot of that stuff that I wrote that that first draft. Obviously, is is um, no longer there. Although that helped me work out the characters, and so a lot of that then went into the book, but not in the same form that you know I originally wrote it. So, which is I think quite a common sort of you know experience. Mm, absolutely yeah. true. It so resonates, though, Janika, when you're saying you needed to carve something else out for yourself. I think with motherhood and parenthood, it's so 
immersive and it takes up you know every part of you which is wonderful and great but you kind of lose yourself as well so I really love that idea of having to carve that sort of to bring find yourself again you know carve out something to find yourself again I think so that's really yeah Absolutely. And I think, you know, like Kate's experience is very much me processing all of that stuff as well. <laughs> and that all led into Kate, you know, because yeah. it, it was a way of processing exactly what I was going through, um, you know, through a sort of a fictional thing where I could control all the pieces and it didn't control me. Um, and I think, you know, like obviously Kate has become her own thing now, but, uh, you know, without a doubt, obviously there is that autobiographical element in Kate where she started off, as a, as a way of kind of trying to sort of, uh, yeah, process all that stuff, yeah. We have Anna Valdinger as well watching. She said she could not be more excited about people reading this book. So proud. Congratulations. Lovely Danuka. I knew you'd like that message. Yes, Anna's, Anna's my lovely publisher. She's the reason I'm here. So, yes, she was the, she was the lovely person who gave me the banjo call. So. <laughs> well, make sure that you read these comments um, at the end oh, of the yes. classroom because they are so complimentary. So anytime you're having a bad day, yes. screenshot them and just scroll through because, Danuka, these are amazing comments. Thank Craig, you. being a crime critic, I'll throw to you. I, and I also I'd love to know, you know, I love asking and picking your brain what makes a good crime novel, but I'll let you ask your question and maybe we can go on some tangents. <laughs> sure. Um, yeah, I, I think it's, it's such a good book. And I was lucky enough because I am a little bit distanced from home, you know, with the pandemic, I haven't been back in three years. But I'm very lucky that I have all you wonderful people in Australia and New Zealand who keep, help keep me up to date with everything. And for some people send me books. And I was actually chatting to wonderful Australian writer Emma Biscuit last year in the early in the year and she's like Craig you you want to watch out for Danuka McKenzie she's a writer to watch she's really cool we'll look out for what she's doing you want to have a chat to her and um and stuff and so that was really cool so I'd, I'd seen Danuka's name around before but Emma kind of saying that to me and then I kind of the, the publisher sent me a copy as I say I feel very lucky to get one in the UK though hopefully we'll be able to get it into UK readers hands at some point it's a wonderful novel it really is and the, the real my first impression when I read this, my first reaction, I'll tell you, wasn't really from a, a purely crime critic thing. It was like I'd spoken to Danuka about some various things or some other Australian New Zealand crime projects and things like that, which are really cool coming up. And I'd spoken to Danuka about that. And then I'd read her book. And you always have that slight thing when you're reading a debut. If you've met the person at a festival or you've met them at a writer's thing, you, you hope that you'll really like it. You hope that it'll <laughs> deliver. And, <laughs> and, and, and this, like, more than delivers. I was so, like, within pages, I was like, yes, this is so good, <laughs> you know, kind of thing. And it was such a good feeling because you really want that when you're reading a new writer and you want everyone to do well and you want everyone to be writing well. And some start slowly and then get better throughout their career. But I think Danuka's, um, Rob used the word solid, which is such a cool, like, Aussie and Kiwi thing. And for any of uh, any UK people who might be watching this now or later on, um, we mean that as a huge compliment. Like, it sounds like an underwhelming thing, but that's a very New Zealand, Australian, understated thing. If we say something solid, we mean it's really good. I get better than solid. Yeah, solid is like really good. Whereas over here, people might think solid. Oh, that's just like average. It's just normal. You know, <laughs> solid. It's not great. No, solid. When Rob says this is solid, he means this is bloody awesome. Is what he means. Like it's really good. It's such a good thing. And I was curious because. I've had some discussions with crime writers and, you know, when they're coming up with their ideas and there's that acorn that grows into the book, so to speak. Um, I guess acorn goes into dead trees. Makes sense. <laughs> but, but uh, yeah, 
what did what was the thing that came first for you? Was it the character of Kate? Because she's so good. Or did you come up with the premise first and then find the character and develop her? Or did the character come first? Because I really love the way you bring that humanity to her and bring little touches to her that we don't always see in crime fiction protagonists, which is really interesting. Yeah, look, I think um, look, I think the inspiration for or the idea rather for the flood was very much, um, I guess, came as a result of the 2010-11 sort of floods that happened in southeast Queensland, um, northern New South Wales, the sort of the huge floods where you know the Brisbane River flooded and those kind of images. Um, you know, that I saw on the news and this really stayed with me. And so then when I started, um, you know, some years later actually starting to think about um, writing, um, the idea of sort of a flood or, or a crime um, within either a flood or a natural disaster, kind of that idea came back to me and I went, oh, maybe I could do something with that. So I think that was um, very much, I guess, the um, the seed for, for um, the idea of a flood and, and something um, sort of hidden um, you know, in the setting of a flood. Um, in terms of Kate, I think Kate was very much, as I said, I think it's very much Kate was, you know, me processing whatever was going on. Um, I There was never any doubt that I would write a sort of a crime uh, project because that is absolutely sort of my comfort read and it literally never occurred to me to do anything else. Like the minute I thought of, oh, I should write, I automatically started thinking of, well, you know, how would it be a crime story? So I immediately thought of crime. So I had the genre. Um, and, and within, I guess, crime fiction, my you know, my sort of comfort read is very much detective fiction. So I think... It just, you know, you know, there was Kate. I mean, I think Kate was just, you know, me kind of playing around with me um, <laughs> in the form of a police officer. Um, <laughs> no, but, uh, you know, and then, you know, obviously she became her own self. But, um, yeah, and so there was a detective, there was, the, there was the flood and there was the genre. So I think those three things came together and, and yeah, they sort of, yeah. It's funny you say that, Danuka, because Cass Moriarty, Moriarty, she says, Danuka, I think the next obvious step for you is to become a detective and solve an actual crime. Yes, that, that's my intention, Cass. Yes, absolutely. So the next step uh, in the career. Yes. I, I would think the next obvious step is to write a sequel because she's a bloody good character and I hope it's a series character, not a standalone. So. Well, yes. <laughs> There's some news on that, Craig. So, yes, so <laughs> there is definitely a sequel. Um, the lovely Halford Collins have sort of, um, yeah, I know that's just yeah. amazing, but they have, uh, you know, trusted me with two more books. So um, so I was, I was obviously writing the sequel while querying the manuscript that became The Torrent because, you know, that's what everyone tells you to do um, and that's what I was doing. Um, and so, uh, so I managed to kind of finish that off um, um, during 2021 and handed that over and they really liked it. So, yes, so um, that, hopefully, that is um, happening. Hopefully by the third book we can do this in real life, do you think? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Gosh. God. I hope it doesn't take two more years. That's what I'm aiming for. Third book, if it's the same. That would be time. awesome. Yeah. Hey, um, come home. We want to see you. God, yeah. <laughs> Don't tell me about it. <laughs> tell me about it. It's just, I'm just literally officially taking over three years now. This time, three years ago, I was in South Korea for Lunar New Year on the way home from New Zealand, thinking I would be back in a few months, you know, kind of thing and stuff like that. So, wow. but it's, yeah, so that's, that's how good. I'm um, sorry. I, I want to let the, the lads ask a couple of other questions, but I just had kind of a follow-up one on the serious character one, if you don't mind if I dive in again. But um, 
because I was curious, as I said, when I read it, I, I thought it had serious character written all over it. So I was hoping that was the case. But for you, because you started with the flood and then went to the character and then developed the character as you're writing, at what point did you think maybe maybe I'll do a second book with this character? Like, were you writing the first one? Was it after you'd finished and you reflected, I've got more to say about Kate? What, or was it while you were writing it? Because I'm always curious how that works for authors because you want to seed things to come and you don't want to give too much away if there's more books to come. So you're trying to strike that balance. And and Rob write, writes a great series that we're two books into and hopefully we'll have 15 books from at some point. <laughs> it's amazing with the Nancys. And then Ben writes these amazing standalones. Snake Island's one of my favourite books yeah. of the last couple of years. It's just yeah. brilliant. And so you can go either way with series of standalone. And there's awesome books either way. But for you... Um, yeah, did you know she'd be a serious character while you were writing the first book or was it like a post-book thing? Yeah, look, I think um, certainly by the time I'd finished the, like, the, I guess, putting down draft, I went, okay, there, there is meat here to do um, further books. And I, and I kind of had the idea almost immediately for the second one, uh, but I kept developing the first one. So obviously, like, Kate, um, her character and her character traits, I guess, which now feel really three-dimensional, I mean, probably arrived across multiple drafts and across, you know, multiple people giving me feedback going, well, you know, um, and, and telling me where things were not working. So, I mean, I don't think she came... Uh, you know, in that first draft, is that fully flesh. But very much, I think I got to the point where at the end of that first um, draft, I went, okay, this story absolutely stands as standalone, but, you know, like now I'm in love with this character and now I'm in love with this world and I want to play in this world a bit more. So, yeah, I mean, I think um, I knew that, but I probably started working on the second one when I like fully got serious about um, queering sort of, I guess, the torrent. And that was when sort of uh, when Emma, the lovely Emma Viskic, uh, when she um, did her Twitter feedback um, that she does, she's so amazing. And she, she basically, she picked me to sort of provide feedback on and she read through the manuscript. And that was the time where I think I'd written about three chapters of the second one. So um, I was very lucky in the sense that because I was literally writing the second one while we were editing the torrent, I actually did get a chance to make a few little changes to the torrent to go, oh, actually, this idea in the second one, I'm actually doing this now. So uh, I literally have that comment in the proofreads uh, back to my editor to go, actually, can we just change this tiny little bit because now this thing, I've got a storyline in the second one which doesn't fit this year. So, yes, yeah, so I was very, very lucky that I got to make those um, um, tweaks while while we were doing um, we doing the final edits for the torrent. So, yeah, amazing. It's a great question, Ben. Can we throw it to you? Yeah, sure. I was actually really interested um, when I wrote my quick review of the torrent on Instagram. I talked about the um, relationship between Kate and Jeff as being one of my favourite parts of the, the the book because it's so rare and especially in, you know, crime fiction um, to find like a really healthy, solid marriage relationship. <laughs> They're always yeah. on the edge or, yeah. So uh, what went into crafting that and like, why, why did you focus on that so heavily? Cause it just made the whole thing. Like I love those characters so much cause they fought for each other so well. 
Yeah, absolutely. So, I mean, just exactly as you said, Ben, it is there's very much entrenched tropes, you know, of sort of very like broken down relationships or, you know, like sort of, you know, um, that fatally flawed kind of thing or, you know, or certainly a single kind of protagonist. So, mm. uh, and with the love interest and all that. And I actually, um, I actually specifically went against that because I, I did specifically want to portray, I guess, a relatable person and and I, I wanted to sort of have a relatable everyday woman that people would instantly recognize because um you know uh, like I, and I, I wanted to have sort of that quiet power or that quiet strength to be celebrated like I didn't you know because I mean it's great to obviously have the renegade person and the you know the strong femme fatale who's you know does jiu-jitsu in spare time and you know knows how to shoot people all that is brilliant like it's it's fantastic don't get me wrong but it's not something I can write. Um, you know, I, I wanted sort of to be reflected up there, the people that, you know, the women that I see all the time, which are people who are, you know, professionally competent and juggling a million things, right? And yeah. usually those women have a partner supporting them. And, and I wanted to honour those partners who are perfectly comfortable, you know, taking on that role and and, and supporting their partner's decisions and, and, you know, and coming and going halfway and not feeling emasculated about sort of having to look after their children or, or feeling resentful about that or, or yeah. wanting sort of a prize for, for him doing domestic chores, you know. I mean, and that's, that's you know, uh, and, and that's very, very much my experience, you know. Like I'm very lucky to have a partner who absolutely 100% does that, you know, and, um, you know, I would argue <laughs> like way more than I do. Um, so uh, he, you know, so that is my um, experience and I absolutely wanted that reflected on the page. And, and actually it's funny because I didn't actually feel it was uh, I was doing anything radical in that sense I was just like <laughs> writing what I knew and I was actually my publisher and I was like oh it's so good seeing that on the page and I'm like oh yeah 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 it is that's <laughs> yes that was totally meant that, very, yeah <laughs> but and, and you you write that and you you end up doing something so like radical because there is such an entrenched trope in crime fiction of these these um these broken relationships um, and, and certainly relationships where kids are nowhere to be seen, you know, the, the protagonist is single, you know, you know, so that they can have the love interest because God forbid you work with someone and not be able to like and not have to sleep with them. Like, you know, you know what I mean? Or, or you know, you know, um, so, I mean, I just think far out. I managed to have a whole career not, not being able to, you know, not doing that. So I just wanted a character who can do her job. Like, yeah. <laughs> That's really yes. cool. so that's, like you yes. say, it makes them more relatable. Like that makes them, yeah, exactly. Like and and exactly. And I just, I just, you know, as I said, they are the people I see every day in my life. And I, and I think, you know, to have that normality there, but still have sort of, um, I guess, a gripping story around that. I guess that was the challenge in a way. Um, you know, and and because it's so ordinary, you know, these are. Um, so then, how do you create that tension around people? Um, and so, so yeah, so I guess that was the challenge that I sort of, um, you know, had to deal with. Yeah. Whenever I turn the page, I always, because I think I am so used to the tropes, I always was like dreading like some sort of wedge being driven between Jeff and Kate. Like, I was like, no, please don't do it. <laughs> I'm so glad. But they were just strong and I, I could. I love that. was solid, Ben. That was solid. They were solid, yes. And I was just felt so comfortable with them. I was like, that's, that's my foundation. Now she can go out on adventures. Like I had this home base. It made me feel really good. 
Well, that's very cute, Ben. I love that. <laughs> uh, uh, Ross, Ross has asked, um, from your writing experience, what advice would you give to those contemplating initial authorship? Oh, initial authorship. Wow. Okay. I would say, I mean, the, the, the great lesson, and I think I've actually learned it through this, this publicity um, phase, actually talking about my writing experience. I think the main thing I've learned is that uh, the great advantage of my writing was I, I wrote what I loved reading or what I, what I would like to read, you know, um, and, and, absolutely 100% my comfort read is crime fiction and in particular detective fiction. So as I said, there was almost like, honestly, I never even contemplated anything else apart from doing that. So I think if you just write what you would like to read, I think, it, you know, would be the sort of the simplest <laughs> advice in terms of someone who's completely starting out. Great advice. Rob, you've got a juicy question for Danuka. Yeah. Well, um, so, Danuka and Ben have um, sort of covered um, the family question that I was going to ask, but that's okay. Um, no, uh, <laughs> uh, writing question, Danuka, how did you find the editing process and did the structural edit and copy edit, did you have a one that you preferred more or was it just a complete freak out uh, first time around? Um, look, the, the edits were actually quite good. I, I guess for me, I, I was in that position where, honestly, this, this manuscript, by the time it entered the banjo, it had gone through so many sort of uh, evaluations and so many people had given me feedback. I was quite used to that, sort of, uh, you know, that doesn't freak me out. I mean, uh, actually, my professional life, you know, that is your life. You do get feedback and you you have to be able to incorporate your feedback in, into the work. So that wasn't an issue for me. I actually prefer getting feedback. Um, so, so the structural edits were fairly light, I would say. Um, what I found really difficult um, was the fact that, you know, you did the structural and then it became an arc, which, uh, sorry, advanced reader copy, which went out to actual authors who were on my shelves. Um, and then that was when the anxiety just roared out and I just went, oh, like, I do not, this is bad, this is terrible, I cannot, like, this is the worst thing that's ever happened. Uh, you know, obviously, and then and then I read through the proofs and, you know, then you get the typeset version and, and you're reading through that and I'm finding all these things which, to my mind, I just like these hideous mistakes or these terrible sort of, wording yeah. that I'm like oh my god my these authors are reading this oh my god this is just and it was and I the the proofs I I, I remember reading through that bathed with anxiety like that was the most anxious thing I've ever done in my life I don't know whatever changes I made at that point it probably wasn't like it was like the good bad I can't remember um but I was probably just like hovering every words going it's like good is it good is it good no, no I'll just change it no no that might go oh no what's uh, you know my poor editor like I apologize a lot for <laughs> <laughs> you were so patient and pretended this was all normal but yeah uh yeah so that's what I found hard because I'd never gone through that and it, yeah. it literally never gets like I mean obviously when you think about it it would you know like it would make sense but yeah that that idea of it going out and then me still finding all this stuff and I'm like yeah. yeah. And to compound it, you had with all the shipping delays as well. Oh, so yes. you, it was even longer for you, right? 
Yeah, oh, my God. So that was right in the middle of all the, you know, the shutdowns and everyone sort of, you know, uh, going in isolation. So there's all those logistical delays um, with um, Australia Post and all the couriers and, you know, arcs that were promised to sort of authors weren't getting there. And so it was this mad, huge rush. And so, yes, so there was that anxiety as well. Um, <laughs> yeah, so it was just all, I mean, but then, then you know, like, again, that's the generosity because uh, people like Emma were happy to accept a PDF and, you know, like just, just you know, it was just everyone just went, you know, let's just make it work. So um, I was still very lucky. And then, of course, everyone afterwards, you know, even after the sort of a actual print deadline was still so generous in all their reviews on social media and stuff. So it still got that kind of buzz, which I'm very, <laughs> thank you, yeah. you know, and, and like sort of completely unexpected as well because I was like, holy Wow. Okay. Because it because it feels like the wrong way around. Because it's like, oh man, this this feels wrong. I should be like, this feels wrong. I don't know how to do this. You know, it's this the wrong way around. So yeah. So um, yeah, it was. Yeah, I would say that was the most anxiety um period. Yeah, anxious period. Yes. <laughs> Sounds very anxiety inducing. We've got Anna, who's uh, thank you, Anna Featherstone, who said also there's a solid panel. So, yes, very solid. solid panel here today. And Warren Water said, loving your honesty. And it is great because we talk a lot about that on the podcast, about the honesty and anxiety of writing, because a lot of people you just see this beautiful book, you know, and you think, oh, wow, that must be their first draft. How talented they must be. And the reality is a lot more uh, painful. And, and like, you know, it's funny what you were saying as well. You don't know if it's good. You, uh, you don't know when you're writing. And one minute you open your manuscript and you go, yeah, this is all right. And the next day you'll read the same paragraph and go, this is terrible. I need to quit. Yes. It's and and that's it's, it's so true, Danny, because it is that function of having to read your manuscript over and over and over and over and over and over and over again. <laughs> and, it, and genuinely, because I literally remember having this conversation with um, my agent, Alex, where I'm like, I just cannot tell anymore. Like this, this word, it feels like dust to me because it's just like, I don't know what the hell it is. Like it just, and I'm doing it, the respect, I'm respecting the process and reading it all over again. But like, I, I genuinely cannot tell anymore if this is good anymore, you know? And so, so I was at that point where I'm like, oh, this is so bad. And then when people are like, uh, like saying all this great thing, I'm like, did you read the right book? I don't know. Anyway, <laughs> you know, so yes, so yeah, so you you have no perspective on it anymore because you're too like you're way too close to it. You know, there's there's you have no perspective on it, and and um, you know the worst thing you could ask me to do is now to read that book again. <laughs> I'm like no. So we're, we've got a reading now. Yeah, that's yeah reading. we're actually going to all sit down and we're all going to read the whole book. Yeah. <laughs> but it's the next eight yeah. hours of the live stream. Right, exactly. <laughs> exactly. But now, but, you know, it is like that time where it's someone, like you you do actually give that to the world now. It is it is for the readers to do with what they will, you know. They, they can like it, they can not like it, whatever they want with it. It's really theirs now. It's I can't change that anymore. And sort of you have to get to the point where, you know, like, I guess you have to let it go. Like, you know, at whatever point that is, you just have to let that go, you know, however imperfect or whatever you think it is. Yeah, so, and I have. Saying that, when we caught up just before the Bad Crime Festival, we had this beer garden sort of situation and you were like, I can't read the book ever again. No, 
No. Please, yes. Do not make me read it at the freaking bad uh, thing. I'm going to know. What if you have to read, read the book, though? And I will. I mean, sorry? You go, Ben. I said people actually like it, though. People like hearing the author read from their own work. You're going to have to. Yes. You're going to have to sometimes. I'll, I'll, I'll learn to. But I'm just saying it's just that idea of, like, reading it from end to end. It's like, no. Oh, yeah. For sure. <laughs> That's never going to happen. No. I, I don't know how common readings are at Australian festivals. They're kind of a little hit and miss at New Zealand and the UK and stuff. But I have several authors I know, crime writers, and they talk about going to Germany. And the German audiences in particular love readings That's to the cool. point that they will actually do like a half hour plus long <laughs> reading. And I've, I've talked to Australian and New Zealand authors who've been sitting on stage and they've had a German actor reading the German translated version of the book and the author's just sitting there on stage where the guy's reading it for half an hour. Oh, <laughs> <God>. <laughs> right. can, can, can the author bring their own book just to read <laughs> <laughs> it's like, but they, they love readings, and then I, but lots of other people we don't tend to do readings at festivals without that. <laughs> a Solari Gentle is watching, so a shout out to Solari who says congratulations. And Donna Louise is really gunning for you to do an audio version read by Danuka. Yes, that's <laughs> that would be good. That's <laughs> It, it, it is a it is a strange experience. I can tell. Like I was laughing before about you saying about mistakes, and that's why I was laughing so much. Because the very last thing I did before London went into lockdown in 2020, the weekend before we announced that we were going into lockdown, I was up in Oxford because I'd been asked to narrate Southern Cross Crime myself. Instead of getting a British actor doing an Australian or New Zealand accent, I'm like, oh, hang on, Craig lives in London. Why don't we just get him to come up and he can read it? You know, kind of thing. So I spent like two days in a studio, like doing all the recordings. And I was literally reading the, fi the finished copy of the book and going, uh, can I can I change that? I want to say that differently, you know, kind of thing. <laughs> it was already the process and stuff like that. And you do it because I had to read it solidly for like nine hours. Kind of thing. <laughs> I'm going, and I'm just going, oh, why did I write it that way? And then I'm just like, oh no, I'm, I'm sure I've mispronounced Michael Robotha's name <laughs> like five different ways throughout the book and stuff like that. And yeah, but you do, you just, you pick up all the little things, you just got to let it go. But um, but definitely yes. you should narrate it. You should absolutely narrate it. It's an interesting experience, but fun. <laughs> but, it's not happening, Chris. <laughs> never say never to be Never say never. No. We're going to do a final whip around now for your final questions if you have one for Danuka. So just jump in. Anyone have a final question for our lovely guest of honour? I've got a quick one. Um, what, if you had to sum up, what, would, what has been the best part of this experience so far for you? Um, I would say, I mean, I think the friends I've made sort of through the writing community. I honestly didn't think that that was, they were going to be so important in, in sort of how much I would kind of rely on that constant, just being able to sort of either get on Twitter or just, you know, you know, even listening to podcasts and things like that and just having that ongoing interaction with writers and knowing that they are sort of going through similar things <laughs> that you are and the sort of similar challenges because because you're often very much doing that you know writing by yourself um and and certainly you know just being able to talk about those experiences or even just seeing it on twitter uh, <laughs> just with a random thread and just 
people are so generous because they share all the experiences on blogs and, and things like that. And, and you can just read it and go, oh, wow, like, and just get a tip that you literally didn't realise that you needed at that particular moment in time, you know. Um, and, yeah, so I think that has been a real revelation because, to be perfectly honest, I mean, I think if before I embarked on this, this whole writing thing, I was not on social media full stop. So I literally got on social media in order to learn about the writing community. And in particular, you know, I sort of I got onto Twitter at first um, and I only followed writers. I mean, I still only follow writers uh, in order to get that, you know, because that's what I wanted. And, and it has absolutely paid off in terms of, you know, actually finding like proper friends, like actual, actual friends that I would, you know, certainly consider, you know, my close friends now. And that's been something that I, I absolutely didn't expect and, you know, has been something quite amazing actually. Yeah. I love that. Now, Alex Adset, the lovely Alex Adset, has said, love, love, love the style of book launch, a collection of crime authors who start every insightful question with buckets of genuine praise for the wonderful Danuka and the torrent. Isn't that lovely? And you know what else is really nice? I did a, a live stream last night for Michael Trans book, and I, I know you are on the lives. Are you watching Danuka? And then tonight we have everyone who was on the live stream last night watching here. So Holden and Michael and Alan, they're all watching as well and supporting you. So that's what I mean about the book community it is just you, you can't beat the book community everyone is so beautiful and supportive so it's lovely to see all those people supporting each other rob have you got a final question for danuka um so what is what do your children think of of mum and, <laughs> and the tyrant great question they uh <laughs> i mean so proud, okay yeah? They are, they are, but other, you know, mummy's just doing what mummy's doing, you know, mummy's on the computer again, whatever. Um, like um, today, it was funny because my husband Scott was like, Do you want to watch mummy, you know, on Facebook Live? And they're like, Do we have to? <laughs> so, you know, like, yeah, all the time, let's, let's bring it down to reality and just, just yeah. check that ego, you know. So, they, you know, I'm still annoying mum to them as I should be, like, that is actually my role to them, it's not their job to sort of you know think anything more of me than sort of annoying mum and I will be that I will play that role <laughs> but just so I can add a bit more reality to the world Danuka um as we're recording a live stream both of my children are sleeping under my desk so halfway through the live stream they've snuck down the stairs they know the rules that I'm talking to be quiet and they're both asleep under my desk now so I know this looks very professional but I will shall take a picture of my feet <laughs> after this and show you what I'm dealing with here. Right. <laughs> <laughs> okay. oh, Craig, you got a last question for Danuka? Yeah, I, I don't have a sleeping child. She's at school because it's daytime <laughs> here in London. So that's, I was lucky that I don't have to worry about interruptions asking me to change the video on her iPad that she's watching while I'm on the live stream or anything like that. Um, Oh, what should we go with? See, I kind of had a couple of things in my head I'd like to ask, but one's kind of a super serious question, and maybe we don't want to end on that, so we can talk about that another time. So I'll just ask um, about representation in crime fiction and things like that. But perhaps instead we'll um, we'll just go with uh, who are some Australian crime writers you've been reading lately or really enjoying? Who are some readers um, 
kind of other ones you'd like to point people to because it's always nice when we get a chance to say hey read this awesome book and hear some others too so what are your here are some others too from you Denise? yeah absolutely so um during the holidays actually I sort of caught up on a whole kind of pile of books that were kind of sitting there so I was lucky enough to read uh Mark Brandy's The Others that was really Amazing. well done like just just the just sparse beautiful language and it just carries you through um and there's there's this twist at the end which is brilliant um the shadow house by the lovely anna downs um like when i was reading that i felt like somehow she had i don't know like listened into my parenting or something i'm like oh there's some stuff in here that's like way too close to home um so she just does that sort of parental anxiety and sort of um that doubt and all, all that all that parenting stuff so so well so um yeah i really enjoyed that that was that was Great. Um, and the um, House Guests by um, the brilliant Sarah Bailey. Awesome. So um, so that's her standalone, um, um, sorry, uh, Housemates, wasn't it? Or house, yeah, Housemates, sorry, not Housemates, sorry. Yeah. Housemates, sorry, um, by, by Sarah Bailey. So, uh, you know, um, that was um, through the eyes of a um, journalist and, um, you know, taking that through. So that was, um, yeah, I mean, like, because I followed um, Sarah's, you know, all her Jamie Woodstock series and just every single book gets just better and better and better and better. And this thing is now just so full of twists. I'm like, how does she weave, like, 50 storylines and managed to come up with that so yeah so um yeah and um and some some stuff that i'm really looking forward to as well as obviously emma's um those who perish the last yeah. um, which is actually quite sad because it's the last caleb series so um the Ke- oh, really? Ke- oh, book in the series so. that. Yeah. <laughs> i've well, just she, got a copy of that so yeah, so, I'm like, oh. so it's a, it's good but it's also well oh. <laughs> So, yeah, so um, that, um, and I was very lucky enough to read a couple of arcs um, during the um, holidays. So a big shout-out to Good Mother, which is coming out, Ray Cairns, coming out in March um, and, uh, sorry, April, sorry, I think end of March, April, um, and and Wake um, by Shelley Burr, um, which is coming out in July, June, maybe June, July, something like that. But, yeah, both absolutely brilliant. So, yes, look out for those. We're just spoiled for choice, you know. We are uh, so spoiled for yeah, choice. It's ridiculous. In our country, yeah, it's amazing. And I just love, I have this conversation every time I speak to crime about why crime resonates. And crime, you know, it's such a broad um, genre, you know, so I'm talking thrillers and psychological thrillers, all those things, yeah. and, you know, why it resonates with people. And it's not just about character. It's about, you know, the exciting things that happen. It's about trying to put the puzzle together, but it's about the psychology of people. It reflects what's going on in that particular society. Like, I think crime is one of those genres that just has everything you know <laughs> has everything so if um that's why i think we're all drawn to it too so fantastic we have adam byatt saying rock on danuka and danny ben robin craig awesome combos i think we're doing a solid job here everyone and uh, <laughs> everyone says that kids do definitely keep it real and anyone with children know that so uh <laughs> definitely keeping it real yeah. and um yeah and thank you for the recommendations Haley says so there's more to read and I uh, hope you all enjoy the time. But I just want to thank everyone. Danuka's going to do a bit of a thank you at the end. But thank you so much for everything, everyone, for joining us. It's so nice to see you all in the comments and see when, you know, you see the audience go up and up and up as you're going through the conversation. So we really appreciate, you know, time is something you can't get back. So thank you for spending it with us. And couldn't ask for a better panel. Ben, Rob, Craig, love you guys so much. I love the work you do for the community. I love 
everything you know that you've written as well so it's such a pleasure to have you guys here as well celebrating with Danuka so thank you now Danuka you want to do a big sort of Oscar thank you go for it oh, yes Oscar thank you yes here we go <laughs> look I just firstly I do want to thank you guys I mean um you know obviously I um, sort of jinx the entire country by daring to book a, you know, real life launch um, back in December, which is a very silly thing to do. And, um, you know, I was chatting to Danny and, the, you know, I mentioned it and she was like, right, we're doing a Facebook launch. And I'm like, okay. And uh, like literally 10 minutes later, there was like a Facebook tile thing that came through my messenger. And I'm like, right, it's happening. You know, it's just like, ridiculously organized. So that was happening. Um, and then, and then it was like 10 minutes later, just like, right, the boys are in. And I'm like, okay, all right. <laughs> you know, so thank you for just, you know, just doing this for me. So, you know, incredible. Um, and huge, I mean, you know, obviously huge thank you to my incredible uh, publishing team, um, you know, headed by Anna Baldinger um, and just, you know, um, just that whole team. Like there's so many, what I've actually realised is how many people there are like doing all these jobs to make your book kind of fly and you, you, you don't even know half their names and they're all just working furiously behind the scenes and I'm just so grateful that I've managed to land into this publishing team who just absolutely kind of gets what I'm trying to do and just supports me. So, yeah, thank you. And the fabulous Alex Atzad who's just, ah, you know, so I'm just so happy to have you in my corner and my family who, you know, just, just yeah, supporting me and, you know, my husband in particular who absolutely wouldn't get to do this without him, without him supporting me. And, and I just checking my little list. And yes, writing community. Writing community. I literally have a list, yes. Um, writing community who have just made this kind of, you know, I mean, obviously it's incredible getting a book out, but they have made it sort of that much more special because they have lifted me and I'm, you know, so incredibly grateful for that and um, in particular the group that um, I just want to give a shout out to is um, a little debut book gang which is the name that we officially call ourselves which is awesome and um, is the class of 2022 debuts and I would like to give a bit of a shout out please to some debuts that have come out um, from our group. This is the lovely Warren Ward, beautiful in pink. Um, it's called uh, Lovers of Philosophy, which is all about um, the, um, the intimate lives and the personal lives of philosophers which have um, led into their thinking. I'm probably explaining that really badly, but it's very good and go buy it. <laughs> and uh, this brilliant person, oh, my God, Fiona Robertson, if uh, you know, everybody who is part of this Australian writing community knows Fiona because chances are she has supported you because she's mm -hmm. just one of the kindest humans going around. So this is a book of short stories, which is um, just award-winning, but just, um, yeah, not only is it award-winning, but you'd be supporting the fabulous Fiona. So, yes, this one. And um, Found Wanting, um, this is by the lovely Natasha Scholl who came out today with me, so we're book buddies. Um, and she is our fearless leader who got us all together, who organised us and has been sort of, you know, you know, having organising Zoom meetings and, you know, she's just wonderful. So this is her memoir, a beautiful um, red hardcover book by um, Ultimate Press, so that one and this the keepers um al campbell or elaine i've had the great pleasure of getting to know al um through our, our book group and um yeah this book is gonna um yeah 
do a lot of good things. Um, it's it's all about um, a mother's very very fierce love and and advocacy for her kids. Um, and this is a just an incredible book. So just look out for this and and buy that. So yes. Big love to all of you guys. And, you know, just about all those people that you gave a shout-out to are on watching. Oh, fantastic. Just want to give a shout-out to Chris Hammer. We love Chris. He said, wonderful panel, solid. That's the word of the night, everyone, (laughs) solid. (laughs) This is is the UK version. Just just come out over here. Oh, beautiful, beautiful. And Anna's very thankful for everyone holding up our our torrent book, so we'll do it again for Anna. Mm -hmm. One's on the shelf. I have to no, do it. Yeah. <laughs> That's fine. Ben, you get the sunlight. Not the great, job. <laughs> great event. Over too soon. Next time we'll do that really 10 hour one where we read the book, if you like. Yes. We don't mind doing that. Um, you incredible, Danuka. Onwards and upwards. And someone said, amazing, Danny, for ignoring the kids under the table. I'm not ignoring them. They're asleep. <laughs> <laughs> Tanuka, you rock. Um, and really, really great comment. So please um, don't, Holden said, don't play the music, Danny. Let her finish the Oscar speech. <laughs> it's done, Holden. It's done. Yeah, yeah. See, you're keeping the jokes clean, Holden. I told you to keep them clean. <laughs> and I'd love to, I'd so love to keep reading these, but we will go. Um, and Fiona Robertson's on as well. So that's lovely to see all the people that you gave a shout out to. So please go back and read the comments, Anuka, because if you're ever having a bad day, you will never have a bad day again. <laughs> Honestly, you won't. Um, you can catch Anuka and I at the Bad Crime Festival. You can buy tickets at the website. I think they're 10 bucks, you know, supporting the author world. That's two coffees. So just make your coffee at home and come and join us because I had this panel situation here where I just facilitated, but Danuka, we're going to go deep. On the 24th of February, you and I, we're going to talk deep, going to go motherhood, going to go crime, going to go banjo, going to go debut author, going to go fears and anxiety. So oh, bring gosh. your wine. So, the Duke is going, I don't want to come anymore. I'm just imagining now Danny sitting there on stage waiting for Danuka to arrive. And Danuka's <laughs> gone, nah, I've got none of it. <laughs> I can finally then start my, you know, stand-up comedy career. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much for joining us, everybody, and everyone on the panel. And Danuka, you're an absolute star. We love you. Congratulations. And um, best-selling book in the making. Well done. Congratulations. Thanks so much, everyone. Thank you, everyone. Good night, everyone. The Words and Nerds Universe content is created by many talented people. We have the usual episodes and live streams hosted by me, Danny V. There are three regular spin-offs, the popular Burgers, Beers and Books hosted by Ben Hobson, the regular Takeover hosted by Nathan J. Phillips, and a different page hosted by Josie Layton. Check the Words and Nerds website for more details. We also have Takeover episodes where an author interviews another author and they take the conversation wherever they like. Throughout the year, we also have short spin-offs like the Summer Series Takeover, the NaNoWriMo series, and the Publishing Insider series. You can find all of these episodes wherever you listen to your podcasts. You'll also find us on social media on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook, Danny B Books, Words and Nerds Podcast. Stay safe and read more books.